Good morning to you, Tucson and all of Southern Arizona. Welcome live out of the Common Workspace Studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVOI, the voice of the in-depth news, conversation and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. Happy, as we call it around here, Wednesday Eve. It is Tuesday in Tucson to all of our listeners and to Matt, making the magic happen on the other side of the glass. Good morning to you. Happy Wednesday Eve, Matt. Of course, Monday needs no introduction, but uh, Tuesday is Wednesday Eve. (laughs) That's right. Absolutely appreciating uh, teachers out there for sure and uh, all they do to uh, to shape the next generation. It's uh, it's important work. I know there's a lot of politics uh, and conflict around the industry um, right now, but uh, I think whether it is our neighborhood schools or our school choice options, that's critical to get it right. We have to get TUSD right. We have to get our districts right for the success of the region and uh, – um, the teachers are so important. So appreciating teachers today, Matt. Thank you for uh, for bringing that up. Full show today. Uh, we have Edmund Marquez in studio with us, uh, wearing probably a couple hats at this point. We're going to start with the Rio Nuevo hat, but uh, Edmund Marquez is the chair of the Tucson Metro Chamber of Commerce. Uh, is here in his role as a board member of Rio Nuevo. Sits on the Southern Arizona Leadership Council. We'll stop there because uh, the resume would probably take the rest of this segment. We have stuff to talk about. Uh, I want Edmund on for a Real Nuevo update, which will uh, include a bit of a downtown update as well. And maybe we'll touch on Prop 411 while we're at it. We'll see. But Edmund, always good to be with you. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Great to see you. I've never heard of uh, Wednesday Eve, so that's very <laughs> cool. And thank you to all the teachers out there. We all appreciate you. And uh, Gosh, I wish I did more homework in high school. That's all I got to say. Yeah. That's all I got to say, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Edmund wishes he was better for his teachers. Is, Amen. Is, is, what got that. is what he's feeling today. I should just go hug every single teacher I've ever had, but thank you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And uh, gosh, I'm excited to talk about downtown. It's great to be here downtown in mm-hmm. common with you, which is one of the Reenuevo investments. But That's there right. is so much happening right now from the Reenuevo perspective. Uh, I could like burst. So cool. yeah, happy to uh, getting ready for it. I'm ready. Yeah, no, I'm looking. F- I'm looking forward to the fun updates, and I think um, I also have some um, hard questions too. Which I love those. Which yeah, just I throw them do. out there. We're not live, are we? We are live. We we <laughs> we, we uh we are live. <laughs> ah, let it roll, man. Let it roll. Uh, I'll never run for office. Let's just do this. <laughs> so so yeah, we are live. Um uh, but um, I actually wanted to do something a little fun. Uh, different to, to change up how we do this. All right. Um, Rio Nuevo's district actually kind of starts a little bit on the west side. It runs through downtown. That's the chunk that most people think about, this tax increment finance district. But it actually goes straight down Broadway all the way to Park Place Mall. So here's the fun challenge, Edmund. Start east with our uh, kind of, well, I guess it's Midtown at this point. Midtown is now to Wilmot probably. But it goes to the east as far as Park Place Mall. Let's start there, work our way west and end in downtown. Wow, a geography challenge. Yeah, so most people don't realize that. And, and when Louis Gutierrez, uh, previously th- with the city of Tucson, generations a generation back, drew, or I guess he and his, he and his team drew the, 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 the Rio Nuevo map, they did. They went, and most people don't realize it. You're right, we go down Broadway, we pick up Elkhorn Mall, yep. and we pick up Park Place Mall. We actually, most people say we stop or think we stop at Wilmont, 
we actually stop at the mall, like literally at the mall. They were very specific about oh, how they actually is what, drew like that a map. block or two before yeah, Le Mans. Like, but yeah. just think about it. If they'd gone another, gosh, go like another 100 yards and you pick up O'Reilly Chevrolet mm-hmm. and imagine the sales tax. For, so for those, those of you that don't understand or don't know how Renewable gets funded, we get half the sales tax basically for easy math. We get half the, the state sales tax generated within our district. So the city's, city still gets their piece. We get half of the state. But, yeah, we go all the way to Park Place. And I've, I've said it on this radio show before. Um, I, I will guarantee you we'll continue to play farther east. I mean, it's just, it's just natural for us. I think when you look at the east side, you look through Broadway, you look around the, kind of that Park Place mall where you've had, you had Habit Burger pop up and you have you know, all, the, all the different cool new little, new little shops and venues and restaurants that have popped up. Um, they don't need our help as much, I don't think. I mean, they seem to be developing. I mean, gosh, look at the – you have uh, George Larson and his team just picked up the northwest corner of Craycroft and Broadway. No need for Rio Nuevo. They're putting a Starbucks in. I mean, they'll – I love when uh, when Larson Baker touches a property because they modernize it, make it look beautiful. But we haven't gone that far east yet. But I, I would guarantee you at some point we will be playing – because it's in our district. We'll be, we'll be playing in that area. But if you, if you start east and you start coming uh, west – I mean, you really run into our Sunshine Mile. That's that's really where we've where we, we've extended to so far. Sunshine Mile is Euclid to Country Club on Broadway. Uh, anyone that lives here in town knows that the Broadway widening has happened, and it's it's almost done. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, I, my office is on Campbell. Shout out to my Allstate team. But if you drive on Campbell, you take a right on Broadway. It's a beautiful drive to downtown now. The line the lanes are wider. It's not just a straight shot like a speedway. It actually winds a bit like Grant. And speaking of Grant, it's the reason why Rio Nueva got involved also because the city of Tucson um, widened Grant Road. A lot of businesses were taken out. A lot of, you know, they kind of had, you know, they, from, to make way for the road, you had maybe a business's parking taken out, et cetera. And when we looked at Broadway and Broadway was being widened, it was going to affect us by about $2 million of sales tax generated each year for us. And that's a lot of money. So we did an intergovernmental agreement. Um, we uh, are basically being given, in, in easy term, around 49 properties along that along that Sunshine Mile, and those those break th- those kind of break into three different sections. One's the Solot Plaza, uh, one's the Friedman Block, and then the bungalows. And pro- if you drove down Broadway, you probably saw that we actually picked up the bungalows, moved them back, let them widen Broadway, and then put the bungalows uh, as close as we could to the street again. But we we are recently uh, we just recently. Uh, awarded uh, the bungalows to Moniqua Lane and, and Randy mm-hmm. Dorman, which I'm super excited for. I love that it's uh, two women developers. I think that's fantastic. And they're also bringing in their kind of their concept, and everyone has to have a concept to make it cool and a destination for Tucson. Uh, they're doing a city of gastronomy, kind of home base, because we may be the, the very first UNESCO city of gastronomy, but where is that? And it's not really aware because it's, it's numerous restaurants and it's our food culture here in Tucson, but they're going to have a city of gastronomy, kind of a home base uh, officially or unofficially there on, on Broadway in our bungalows. But we have, for any developer listening, we have RFQs coming out soon. So trying to see who's interested in developing our Solot Plaza and our Friedman Block. And we have incentives, which means whether, whether it's a really inexpensive building that you get to pick up or maybe it's uh, we contribute some cash or maybe we rebate some sales tax or we do a G-plet and we, and we forgive the property tax underneath the property. But there's a lot of different uh, mm-hmm. opportunities we have there. And there's a ton happening in the Sunshine Mile outside of our project as well. Broadway will be a very cool street. If you look, let's just say five years out from now, Broadway will be very cool. And it'll be modern to a point. With the, They might have an Uber pullout, desti- destinated area for uh, Uber pullout. I think you're going to see more of like a Palm Springs vibe where we still hold on to the historical piece of the mid-century modern of Broadway. But you're going to, you're going to see like the, 
the building that is now a parking lot in, in some areas, maybe a non-modern building, et cetera. <coughs> but it's going to be really cool to that area as we continue into our downtown, uh, downtown proper area. Uh, I know um, let, let's try to fit in maybe one or two themes before we go to break because we're already right there which, oh is, my gosh, which is crazy time flies Tuesday Eve to Wednesday Eve <laughs> Wednesday, it's just too exciting Wednesday <laughs> Eve um, uh, I, I know a, a bunch of new updates came out from the Rio Nuevo board give me one or two um, that reflect what you're seeing in downtown Tucson, projects that are funded, supported. Yeah, so like I said off the air before we got on the air, I just moved from, I guess, a regular board member to executive board member. So okay. a lot of it's really me, uh, Fletcher McCusker, Chris Shee for the three executive officers. So I'm getting to see a whole new side of Rio Nuevo, which is the deals before the board sees the deals. And I will just tell you the amount of deals coming in right now, the amount of interest in Tucson. If you go anywhere with Fletcher, Fletcher will tell you, Forbes magazine came out with an article in the midst of the pandemic, right when we didn't, we thought all of our, uh, all of our work that we had done, all the hard work we'd done on developing downtown would cave inward, right? Forbes came out with, a, with an article saying the number one spot that'll rebound after post COVID is Tucson, Arizona. So I'll just tell you, there's so many um, interested parties that want to come in and develop or open a space or activate a space. And I love the activation of space. As I walk through downtown, I, I literally look for properties that are that are vacant boarded up, closed, and I think, how can we activate that? Who owns that, et cetera? I'll just start off by saying a $180 million project got approved last board meeting, and that's the Corbett Building. And if you didn't see the article in the Arizona Daily Star, it's Scott Steitler and his group. Uh, the Corbett Building, um, it's, gosh, basically uh, on 6th Avenue, right before you come o- under the over- underpass to get into downtown. You've all seen it. You've probably never paid attention to it. It's been it's been pretty much closed and shuttered for a long time. But it's going to be a $180 million project. A love burger is going to be there, so you're going to have hamburgers. You're going to have a beer garden. You're going to have five pickleball courts, which should be a ton of fun downtown. That's phase one. That's about an $8 million phase. Second phase, he's going to build a 10-story hotel which is very cool, kind of closer to the, the railroad tracks. You'll see a 10-story a hotel. And then third phase will be a 15-story apartment complex at a total build-out of about $180 million. And Scott Steitler, the cool part about Scott, who, who hails from the San Francisco Bay Area, who's invested a ton into our downtown, where he designs something and he plans it, he actually build, builds it. And, and that's a big statement because sometimes we get approached by people, they have these big dreams, we say, yes, we're all in, then it just doesn't happen, right? Scott actually builds it, and he's serious about these three phases. And he's, he, he thinks uh, organically, so he'll actually think about the sidewalks, the street lighting, kind of how it plays into how 6th Avenue is or where the railroad tracks are going or where the underpass is. And he's really got some... He's got his own development for that area, and it's really beautiful. And I, and what I'm he he texted me the other day, and I just said, Scott, I'm just appreciative of your investment in Tucson and, and beautifying that area and activating that area. And it's something cool for us. It's a place we can go hang out, play some pickleball, go have a beer, have a burger. If you happen to stay in the hotel there from you're out of town, or you gosh, you live next door in a 15-story apartment complex, it's all good for Tucson. That's that's the number one deal. That's the main deal that came out of our board meeting, even gotcha. though we passed like six deals. Gotcha. That last one. Uh, let's go to break on that note. When we come back, uh, a listener asked about the news regarding Southern New Hampshire University. Sure. Curious what you know about that. Uh, and then also everything you're bringing up here also reflects, I think, um, questions about how COVID changed the way we think about uh, office space and just kind of how downtowns were designed. We'd love to go a little bit more meta maybe and see what you're seeing in our downtown sure and then uh, uh, I think we'll probably keep you around for a 4 Proposition 411 conversation too 
We'll switch hats. Let's do it. Let's get Edmund, wild and crazy. Ed- Edmund has all the hats. We'll be right back. We're with Edmund Marquez uh, here uh, as an executive board member of the Rio Nuevo District, a tax increment finance district. But we're going to cover a lot of ground here on this Wednesday Eve, Tuesday edition of Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on 1030 The Voice. We'll be right back. news at the top and bottom of every hour 1030 the voice trusted local news and talk is your 8th or ninth grader looking for a hands-on learning program that includes lots of art? Then Desert Sage School, a new tuition-free public charter high school at 3434 East Broadway is for you. Desert Sage is innovative and is now enrolling 9th and 10th graders for the upcoming school year. Go to DesertSageSchool.org where the first 125 students to register will be accepted. Desert Sage is the first public Waldorf-inspired charter high school in Southern Arizona where teachers genuinely listen to and care for each student's unique gifts. Get your child enrolled today at DesertSageSchool.org. Tucson homeowners, do you have equity in your home and would like to sell but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like with no obligation, go to Tucson Cash Offer. Did you know that Arizona is the first state in the country to implement a program like Earn to Learn has right here to support students with matched college savings? Through your investment, you enable students to leverage their own savings and resources to acquire the life-changing asset of a college education. If you want to be a part of increasing students' earning potential, minimizing student debt, closing the opportunity gap, and putting deserving individuals on a path to success, go to earntolearn.org to find out more. Zach Yenser here, host of Tipping Point, and I want to tell you that Decibel Coffee Works is the coffee we drink at home and while we're out and about. Run by a great local team of people who care about the Tucson community, you'll find a variety of great coffee drinks, beans, pastries, and more. There's also a rumor ice cream is on its way in 2022. To see their full menu and varieties of roasted beans from around the world, visit DecibelCoffeeWorks.com and visit them at 267 South Avenida del Convento. Mention you heard about them on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for 10% off your next order on anything you buy. With preseason and the season opener in the books, FC Tucson is looking forward to a great season, and John Perlman and his squad aren't slowing down. Join your FC Tucson soccer club Saturday, April 30th, May 7th, and May 20th for Let's Go 520 night, celebrating this great city. Get your season or game tickets at fctucson.com, and let's pack Kino Stadium this season. That's fctucson.com. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. 
1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. Is your 8th or ninth grader looking for a hands-on learning program that includes lots of art? Then Desert Sage School, a new tuition-free public charter high school at 3434 East Broadway is for you. Desert Sage is innovative and is now enrolling 9th and 10th graders for the upcoming school year. Go to DesertSageSchool.org where the first 125 students to register will be accepted. Desert Sage is the first public Waldorf-inspired charter high school in Southern Arizona where teachers genuinely listen to and care for each student's unique gifts. Get your child enrolled today at DesertSageSchool.org. When you manage your money with a credit union, you're taking true ownership of your finances and how your money impacts the community. Stop letting banking just happen to you. Bring your money home to Vantage West. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, this is Tom Sullivan. Join me weeknights from 7 to 10 for the Tom Sullivan Show on 1030 KVOI, The Voice. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you. We're live here with Edmund Marquez, uh, executive board member of the Rio Nuevo District and many other themes. We'll get there eventually. This segment is sponsored by, you ready for this, Edmund? Ready. Little Love Burger. Oh, They nice. opened downtown last fall, serving up the juiciest burgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, local brews, Ooh. and breakfast sandwiches. Uh, the inside joke, if you just joined us, is that Edmund and I talked about Little Love Burger in the last segment. You can follow them on social media at Little Love Burger. Here's the kicker, Edmund. Mention you heard about them here on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for a 15.15% discount off your next order. Oh, now you're talking. People are rolling into Little Love Burger. Yeah, it's very so cool. so fantastic and a lot from listening to this show. So uh, we love when our listeners support good men and women running great businesses in Tucson. That's what it's about. Yeah, and the so. Corbett building is supposed to be Big Love Burger. It's going to be the Big Love exactly, Burger with that, Pickleball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I thought pickleball was kind of an, um, um, a sport for um, kind of uh, old people. Uh, older individuals. <laughs> Just say old people. Uh, I'll, let, I'll let Edmund say that. Um, uh, but actually, it's starting to age down a little bit, which is interesting. Oh, it's super hip. It's super hip. It That's is. Not, it's not for older people. It's it actually is. for everybody. I, I was talking to yeah. Nick the other day, uh, one of the guys who runs this, and he goes, I was just out visiting pickleball courts in some state, and uh, he was yeah. hyped about it. I was, was like, Nick from Loveburger? Yeah. They just got back from Austin. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. were in Austin. They went to the pickleball courts. No. They had, first of all, they had to wait to get even to get a court. <laughs> And then it's, when you're there, it's it's a party atmosphere. People are drinking beer. They're eating. That's crazy. I then, don't get it. Well, I don't get it. Well, but it's a wiffle woof, ball. It's like a wiffle ball, <laughs> and you smack the hell out of it, and it goes nowhere. So you actually can just kind of stand in your place with your beer and hit the ball. It's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I still don't get the I still don't get the draw. But yeah, maybe I'm maybe gonna go ride my bike. When I, but when, yeah, I, that's when, be fun. I when I go visit Big Love Burger, I will when this go with happens. you. I will buy you a burger. I want 15 percent off, and I'll, I'll play pickleball with you. Demand the All answer right. right. Yeah, yeah, we'll That's get right. we'll get the answer rate going. That's we'll right. figure out pickleball. My goodness, it used to be we talked about pickleball in Green Valley in the same sentence. Yeah, and now it's down. It's just bizarre. It's bizarre to me, but it, it's it's a thing. It's so. hip, and they're serious. I, I uh, <laughs> would go to the JCC watching people play pickleball, uh, and they're intense, man. They're super intense. Man. So I'm ready for it. 
Southern New Hampshire University, a listener knew you were coming on, and Southern New Hampshire University uh, worked with Pima County and Renuevo to come in, I think it was in 2019. Yep. Um, a recent memo from uh, a Pima County agenda referenced Southern New Hampshire University basically buying out their lease, like about a million dollars, um, and leaving downtown. And I just, I wondered, they wondered if you knew anything about it. It sounded like COVID changed their business model and they just didn't have need for a physical location. Yeah, I think they're one more business that was affected by COVID. They're an interesting business though, because pre-COVID, they're an online company. Yeah. And what have we become? We've, we've, we've become the Zoom economy, yet they're online, but... I think what you're just seeing here is simply, you know, obviously affected by COVID. And as you get deeper into it, they can actually, their their own product is what can keep them from having to office in downtown Tucson, especially if they're a New Hampshire university, right? So they can actually just probably do it online. So I, I am I am hearing things. I'm holding up my quote unquote fingers. I am hearing things. So all I know is from the Rio perspective is we incentivize their parking. Mm. We wanted to incentivize them being downtown. We, we love peripheral economic impact so we, we may not own the building etc and it may they may not generate sales tax from sitting in the office but we like the peripheral economic impact of them being downtown so because as they're downtown they'll they'll go to love burger and get the zach answer deal for 15 percent off right? right and they'll spend money but if they're not downtown yeah they're not really helping us i will tell you this i'm i'd, I'd be sad to see them go um, I will say from the fiscal responsible side of me, if they didn't use all their parking subsidies, yes, I'd love to have that money, that, and I'll, I'll, I'll invest it somewhere else if they're not going to use it. Uh, but we'll fill that space because the amount of demand downtown uh, is, is uh, I want to use the word like insane. Like right now, there's so many people that want to come play in the downtown area. If they don't stay in our community, um, it's a shame. We'll miss them, uh, but somebody else will fill that spot. It, related to this, I'm going to fit this in before we go to our, our, our next break. The time is flying. Golly, man. Um, are we seeing office space less filled downtown? We're seeing that around the country. It's a downtown trend. Are we seeing it in Tucson because of COVID? Yeah, you, know, you know, we have our high rises, but there's not. if you think about it, you take a step back, there's not a huge office play downtown anyway. Like, who, who, are, the, who are the big companies that have their office space downtown? And let me just say on the radio here, without giving too much, there's some conversation about even bigger companies coming downtown on the office side for, for, for downtown. But what's happening downtown is, is really not an office conversation. It's restaurants activating or reactivating from maybe the ones that closed during the pandemic. There's nightclubs activating. There's development of a ho- there's more hotel conversation happening. You, we're just on the tail end of the $70 million upgrade to the TCC. If you, if you can, uh, drive to the west side of the TCC and you'll see our brand new convention space I just drove it the other day. I went and emceed the Boy Scouts event, and our convention space is looking fantastic. Mm-hmm. The parking garage behind the music halls standing there. It's up. It's going to be open soon. So there's just a lot happening from events coming downtown. We just met with Dusk recently. Uh, Dusk is thinking of bigger and better and you know grander, and what a great event. What a well-operated event happening downtown. Uh, this weekend is the Tucson Mariachi Conference in the TCC, which when I was dating my wife back in the 90s. Shout out Patty Ruiz. Oh, Patty Ruiz, yes, thank you, Patty. Thank you, Patty, all the, all the team there at Mariachi Conference. They were, they were downtown, it was the Bank One Mariachi Conference for years and years. Then they, they had some financial issues, they ended up going to the casino. We're bringing them back this year, and Linda Ronstadt it was just having the music hall named after her this weekend. Oh, that's right. In our TCC. So get ready. There's even more upgrades coming to the TCC that I can't even mention on the air yet. So get ready. Cool. Yes. We'll have you back when we can talk about it. Yeah, you bet. 
Uh, Edmund, can you give us another segment or so? Of course. Let's do it. I'd love to. There's one more uh, downtown Rio Nuevo question I want to ask you. And then if we can get to it, I'd love to talk Proposition 411, which yeah. I know uh, as the chair of the Tucson Metro Chamber of Commerce, slightly different hat, related but different hat, uh, the chamber is supporting. And I'd love to get into that with you, too. Yeah, and SALC as well. That's, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds good. Tucson, we'll be right back. Edmund Marquez is with us, executive board member of the Rio Nuevo District. We're talking Tucson. We're talking downtown. A wide-ranging conversation. We'll be back for more here on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on 1030 The Voice. With preseason and a season opener in the books, FC Tucson is looking forward to a great season, and John Perlman and his squad aren't slowing down. Join your FC Tucson soccer club Saturday, April 30th, May 7th, and May 20th for Let's Go 520 night, celebrating this great city. Get your season or game tickets at fctucson.com, and let's pack Kino Stadium this season. That's fctucson.com. Zach Yenser here, host of Tipping Point, and I want to tell you that Decibel Coffee Works is the coffee we drink at home and while we're out and about. Run by a great local team of people who care about the Tucson community, you'll find a variety of great coffee drinks, beans, pastries, and more. There's also a rumor ice cream is on its way in 2022. To see their full menu and varieties of roasted beans from around the world, visit DecibelCoffeeWorks.com and visit them at 267 South Avenida del Convento. Mention you heard about them on Tipping Point with Zach Yenser for 10% off your next order on anything you buy. Is your 8th or ninth grader looking for a hands-on learning program that includes lots of art? Then Desert Sage School, a new tuition-free public charter high school at 3434 East Broadway, is for you. Desert Sage is innovative and is now enrolling 9th and 10th graders for the upcoming school year. Go to DesertSageSchool.org, where the first 125 students to register will be accepted. Desert Sage is the first public Waldorf-inspired charter high school in Southern Arizona, where teachers genuinely listen to and care for each student's unique gifts. Get your child enrolled today at DesertSageSchool.org. In 1994, the University of Arizona took the bold step of acquiring an industrial park in southeastern Pima County and transforming it into a university research park. With over 25 years of success, Tech Parks Arizona continues to advance innovation. Whether it's the nearly 60 startups at the University of Arizona Center for Innovation or the new Tech Park at the Bridges currently under construction, they are integral in shaping the future of Southern Arizona. Tech Parks Arizona, moving innovation at the speed of business. When you manage your money with a credit union, you're taking true ownership of your finances and how your money impacts the community. Stop letting banking just happen to you. Bring your money home to Vantage West. Federally insured by NCUA. Helping you make better money decisions is what the Ramsey Show is all about. Today at 1 p.m. on 1030 The Voice. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona. Good morning to you live out of the Common Workspace studios. You're listening to Tipping Point with Zach Yenser on AM 1030 KVY, the voice of the in-depth news, conversation, and talk about the people, ideas, and issues shaping Tucson's future. I'm your host, Zach Yenser. If you're just joining us, this is part two or part three, depending on how you look at it, uh, with Edmund Marquez, executive board member of the Rio Nuevo District, talking Rio Nuevo, downtown Tucson. I think we're going to hit on some other issues as well. 
Edmund, always good to be with you, and welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is exciting doing more of your show with you this morning. Absolutely. It means we must be doing something right. We must like each other a lot. Well, we're having fun. We are. I we'll, wish, we'll see if our listeners are yeah, having fun. Yeah, I wish we could air all the stuff we say off the air. That'd be really as, interesting. As, as, so this is a Tucson thing, right? You have a meeting, you do all the agenda. The best part happens in the parking lot in the 15 minutes after yeah. the meeting. That's where that's where the meat of the conversation conversation happens so yeah sitting here with you the things we wander into during commercial breaks uh is, is fun too yeah well let's break yeah. it out man challenge me at this <laughs> let's let's go so, so here's my challenge with downtown i'm a downtown booster i live in, i live in the downtown kind of urban core area yes not right in the center but around it um and you know i i uh, um you know big news 180 million uh new food new hotel new entertainment um have have the nature of downtowns changed to where downtowns are going to be just kind of entertainment districts? And the reason I ask that is I talk to neighbors in my neighborhood who've lived 60, 70 years in Menlo, and they remember going to Tucson High. They'd walk through downtown. On the way back, they'd buy a new pair of jeans and some shirts. They'd stop at the pharmacy. You know, they'd pick up their mail and they'd go home, meaning that downtown was a full family, full service organism. And I don't sense that in our downtown Tucson. Will we ever get back to that point where services, retail, food, grocery, housing that's accessible exists? Or is it going to just grow in terms of hospitality and food and drink? So we'll take a worldly perspective to this. I would say it depends. And I would also say it depends on how we adapt. So will, will we be the downtown of the 1950s? No, we won't. Life's changed, you know, cities have changed, transportation's changed. So when you look at our downtown, will it be mostly entertainment? No, I think I think when you look at any community, I'm like, gosh, if I go on a road trip with my family, and I, I, we did one uh, years ago, we did like Chicago, we did Detroit, we did New York City, and I was analyzing these downtowns as you look at them, especially Detroit, gosh. You know, they got decimated econo- economically and they had to build back. They had a lot of the tech companies mm-hmm. come in. So Tucson, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, what? how can our downtown serve us, basically? So... You know, you think about, you and I were talking off the air about how do we keep a lot of our younger people here? Well, gosh, that takes higher paying jobs. We have to be competitive with Phoenix. We got to be competitive with LA, et cetera, right? You got to have the higher paying jobs, which means attracting higher paying jobs from companies coming here and or continuing to support the companies that are here, right? Retention of our current companies so they can thrive and continue right. to pair people more. But the young, for, the young folk, you know, it, it's great. They can go to a Fourth Avenue street fair once a year, but you know, all year long they want to be entertained. Right? They want good shows at the TCC, the Rialto, the Fox, right? They want the cool restaurants. I mean, tonight with some buddies, which you got invited, we're going to the Delta tonight because it'll be funny. It's where, my, where I'm wearing my funky shirt, right? We're going to go to the Delta tonight. You want to have the experiences, right? You don't want to have to leave town for that. So I think downtown will continue to serve us as a community in, in a way in which it becomes a kind of a center for, for yes, entertainment. At the same time, though, you have 2,000 residential units being built downtown. And there are people saying, I want, I want more. And I want I want to live a, a faster paced life in Tucson, Arizona. So yeah, yeah, you know I want to live at the Flynn, right? HSL's new, you know, property. And I just talked to an individual that has, actually owns one of their top floor, or is renting one of their top four places. You can leave the Flynn, and you can walk next door, and you can watch a Tucson Sugar Skulls football game. You can watch uh, Tucson Roadrunners hockey. You can go see a concert at the Music Hall. You can walk a couple blocks, and you can go, you know, to a really cool restaurant. There's people that want that. 
but it just depends, uh, you know, kind of as a city what we're looking for. But I think you will kind of see the faster pace, more fun, maybe the hi-fis and, and the, the bar restaurant scene downtown. But, yeah, and, and that's okay because if you go to the east side, and I'm an east side boy, we don't really have that on the east side. If you go to the northwest side, you might have some pockets here and there, right, you know, Oracle and Ina, et cetera. But you, you, don't, you don't have that. You're not going to go see a show, right? So downtown has to serve us as a, as a community. And, yeah, we want to have a little bit of fun. Right, we have to obviously be cognizant of the historical aspect of our of our, some of our areas of our community, and also be you know be very sensitive and respectful of our culture. But yeah, we also want to have some fun downtown, and that's all right. And that's where I think downtown will continue to morph to be. And if I if I could rip the bandaid off and I could tell you all the cool deals that we're talking about with Rio Nuevo, I think you'd be very very excited as a Tucson and thinking, yeah, us too, like. We, you know, because if we, if we as a community, and we, this is kind of some of the stuff we talked about off the air, if we as a community aren't open armed to more development and or upgrades or redevelopment, right? It's fine, you know, we can have that mentality, but just know that stuff will go elsewhere, and you will have to leave this city, and your kids will leave this city because they'll be in search of that, or you'll be in search for that, and then you'll come back to Tucson, and you're going to kind of wonder ten years from now, why don't we have that? Why, why isn't? Why don't we have some of the nice nice things that the other communities have? And, and it's whether or not we say yes to it or not. And that's one part I'm proud with Rio Nuevo. We are a state-appointed board. I'm, I'm appointed by the state, the, the, the governor of the state of Arizona, Doug Ducey. And we say yes. And we want to see con- all, Tucson continue to move forward. And that's what downtown will continue to do is, as long as Rio Nuevo is here. We'll continue to say yes to deals and progress. And we'll be sensitive to culture and history. But, yeah, we want we want cool stuff here. Rio Nuevo is interesting because it's kind of, it's semi private sector, semi public sector. Yeah, it's called it, a public it, private it, partnership. Right, right. <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of private sector folks, but appointed yeah. by the public sector. Oh, sure, sure. Allocating public sector dollars. It's this weird combination. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I think the public sector needs to get better at, in just in general here and beyond, is the four magic words. How can I help? Yeah. Um, which is my segue to my final question before we go to another break, and that is, I heard this the other day in the in the community um, about the Stittler project, uh, right? You know, Scott Stittler has done a lot on Fifth in Congress. A lot of what you see there is Scott, uh, someone who's had a lot of success in his life around development, uh, kind of bi-locational here in Tucson, San Francisco. Uh, they will say guys like Scott don't need the G plet. They don't need. They don't need. The public sector help. They don't need the incentive in this tax increment finance. Other people do. Rio Nuevo should be giving other people the G plet. These big developers who can do the scale of this don't need it. Your response? Gosh, I wish I had a better word from this because I might get uh, uh, an email or two. Like, I think that's a naive perspective. And it's naive in the sense that Scott, first of all, Scott loves Tucson. Scott invested in downtown when it was really. Bad. He was on the front end of, he was. of of the kind of renaissance of downtown. It was boarded up when he invested, and his family was here. So he had a connection to Tucson, even though he's from the Bay Area. And he invested in our downtown. And it was just boarded up and bad. When I was in college, you didn't go underneath the underpass from O'Malley's because you'd get mugged, or there'd just be tons of you know zombie type people walking around. It just it was just bad. It was just bad. So thank you to Scott for 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 investing in in our downtown area. In regards to the G plet, the Scott need it. I mean, I'm sure Scott can figure it out, but if you want developers to develop here, we are competing. We're competing against other communities. We're com- Name a community, whether it's Albuquerque. We used to compete with Austin, and we used to compete with San Diego, and they left us in the dust. How did San Diego leave us in the dust? First of all, they got great weather, and they got a beach. However, their downtown was horrible. Their downtown was like ours, and what did they use? 
They used a TIF district, just like Rianuevo. Right, our first our first uh, rendition of Rianuevo when this, the city of Tucson appointed the board, and obviously they went through a lot of the cash. San Diego did not have that issue, and what they did is they started doing pocket parks downtown. They'd say, you know, hey Zach, you want to develop this high rise? You can, but you need to take the land next to you and develop a park. So I mean, they they use the TIF district to do what we do, and it, and it's booming. In regards to Scott Steitler, yeah. Oh my gosh, I mean, I, I guess we could say let's not give incentives and then let's be on what's called the HOPE program. Let's hope hope to gosh that that these people want to develop here in Tucson. And they're not going to. They're going to simply go somewhere else. That, it's as easy as that. Or if you don't, let's, let's just say Rianueva went away and the G-Plet went away. We would simply be relying on the organic economy of Tucson to develop our downtown. And that's like if we're, if we're, if we're running at 90 miles an hour, that would slow us down to like 35 Right, because there's no incentive. So there's there. If if you're not incented to do something, you're probably not going to do it. Or if you're going to do it, you're not going to do it as grand. So that's the thing we look at for is where you have to trust us as as appointed people from the state of Arizona. You know, investing your tax dollars. You have to know that when we go into a deal, we're not just saying, "Yeah, sounds good. Let's check a box and give you an incentive." We're saying, "Dream big. Like think big. Like upsize your up your project. Like upgrade your project and make sure it's the best project you can possibly have. And then we're gonna we're gonna invest." Right, and then think about this: like if if I'm city manager, which I love Mike Ortega, I'm a huge fan of his at the city of Tucson. Where's your income come from? Sales tax, sales tax. So if you want nice streets and you want lit streets and you want crosswalks, I'm not segueing yet to Prop 411. But if you just want cool stuff and you want city services, well, they got to have an income. And if we're not generating sales tax and companies are leaving us, or our businesses are being boarded up, or buildings are being boarded up, and we're not generating the sales tax. The city doesn't have the income, and what are we left over with? A poor city. And if you have a poor city, you don't have good services. If you don't have good services, people move. It's that simple. I, th- I think this is one of the pieces that I've been um, challenged by. And, and listeners know I'm a neighborhood association president. I'm, I'm I'm living that neighborhood life. I hear and understand both sides of this of this conversation you know and with the gplet it's basically delaying the payment of uh, proper a property tax for i think it's a 10-year period it's an eight-year period it's an eight-year period we can actually do 25 years but when you do a gplet an excise tax kicks in there right. is it's a small percentage. Yes, but it's still but it's still, still income to the city. Right. Right. Yeah. It's been so long since I looked at these numbers, but there's an excise tax, but it's less than the full property tax. The property tax kicks in eight years later. And I always think it's interesting because, you know, um, there is, you know, when you have an empty plot of land yes. that's not producing property tax at the level of something that is on that piece of land. Well, land, and land produces zero sales tax, and, and there's a and there and zero sales tax. There's there's a lot of math that goes into this, but in my mind, I'm always thinking, yes, it gets delayed, but does that delay allow for something that produces higher ROI uh, in the end? I know there's always that question too of is that ROI what it's expected to be, but it always interests me because that's how you. Uh, pay for schools. That's how you yeah. pay for goods and services. That's how you pay for city services. Is more people buying more goods from and services from more people. The, the naive part is because they're looking at the very, very tip of the deal, and they're going, "Well, why are you giving a G-plet? Well, if I take a hundred thousand dollar piece of land, a hundred grand, and I put a thirty million dollar project on it, right? 
the evaluation, the the the, the evaluated uh, value of the land goes up, right? Because now I have a thirty million dollar project on this hundred thousand dollar piece of land. So I'm forgiving, let's just say the city jeeplet. I'm forgiving property tax for eight years. Well, gosh, on year number nine, now based on the thirty million dollars instead of a hundred thousand, oh my gosh, do they pay a ton of property tax? And then let's go all the way back to the beginning again. At when you when you finally built out the thirty million dollar mixed use property, remember we're attracted to sales tax. How much sales tax was collected over that eight years? It's fantastic. That's just the direct sales tax from that actual project. What about if that person actually drove somewhere else or walked somewhere else and ate somewhere or went to a show or paid parking to the city, et cetera? There's so much peripheral economic impact from that one development. The the G-Plet, gosh, let's get out of the way of the G-Plet and let's continue to say yes to, to projects coming here and building and progress because it, it, it does so much more for our economy. We're with Edmund Marquez this morning, executive board member of the Rio Nuevo District. Can we keep you for one more second? Yeah, man, let's do it. I'd love to talk about Proposition 411. Let's do uh, it. You're the chair of an organization, Tucson Metro Chamber of Commerce, uh, who has endorsed it. SALC has uh, supported it as well. We'll have to talk about this because uh, it will be on the ballot in a couple of weeks. Exactly two weeks from today is Election Day in the city of Tucson. We'll be right back after a short break. Talk about repairing Tucson's roads and neighborhood streets with Edmund Marquez to close out our hour of Tipping Point. We'll be right back. Local and national politics. The issues that matter to you. 1030 The Voice. Tucson's trusted local news and talk. The economy is moving forward, and Arizona businesses are looking at new opportunities and challenges as we emerge from COVID-19. Leading companies are planning how to respond to new business and rebuild their teams and are looking for critical talent now. The right talent in key positions will make all the difference, and having a trusted and dedicated talent acquisition partner will give you an edge. Devin and her team at Talent Store will connect you with top talent while positively impacting time to hire, retention, and your employer brand. Learn more by visiting yourtalentstore.com and schedule time with Devin and her team. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural loss sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Casser family wing of Latin American art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. Tucson homeowners, do you have equity in your home and would like to sell but are afraid that you won't be able to find a new place in this market? Well, you're not alone. That's why CNC Partners has put together an innovative way to make your next home dream come true. They work with local investors who can purchase your home for cash, pay above market value, waive the appraisal, and provide you with the option to lease your home back to you for 12 months until you can find a new home in the Tucson market. If you'd like to see what that cash offer might look like with no obligation, go to Tucson Cash offer.com. We have exciting news to share here at Impact of Southern Arizona. We have expanded our food bank into a grocery shopping style experience where over 500 families a month come in for food, clothing, and support. Now, Impact needs you. Can you or your business put on a food drive for food and hygiene items that others would normally go without? Learn more and contact us at www.impactsoaz.org. Tucson, your Tucson Museum of Art is pleased to present the Patrick Martinez Look What You Created exhibition and his first solo museum exhibition in the American Southwest. 
Los Angeles-based artist Patrick Martinez explores sites of personal, civic, and cultural law sustained over recent years in America. Opening just this month through April 24th, you can go see it in the Castor Family Ween of Latin American Art. TucsonMuseumOfArt.org to get your tickets now. Is your 8th or ninth grader looking for a hands-on learning program that includes lots of art? Then Desert Sage School, a new tuition-free public charter high school at 3434 East Broadway, is for you. Desert Sage is innovative and is now enrolling 9th and 10th graders for the upcoming school year. Go to DesertSageSchool.org, where the first 125 students to register will be accepted. Desert Sage is the first public Waldorf-inspired charter high school in Southern Arizona, where teachers genuinely listen to and care for each student's unique gifts. Get your child enrolled today at DesertSageSchool.org. With preseason and the season opener in the books, FC Tucson is looking forward to a great season, and John Perlman and his squad aren't slowing down. Join your FC Tucson soccer club Saturday, April 30th, May 7th, and May 20th for Let's Go 520 night, celebrating this great city. Get your season or game tickets at fctucson.com, and let's pack Kino Stadium this season. That's fctucson.com. Why I love where I live. It's a brand and movement that began here in Tucson to spark gratitude and celebrate the good things about where we live. Located in the open air Mercado San Agustin Annex, just west of downtown, it's a great place to shop or spend time with friends as you enjoy food, drink, and other shopping options close by. Find gifts, toys, books, and clothes that will help you celebrate where you live. Visit them at the Annex off the I-10 at Cushing and Avenida del Convento. Zach Yenzo here, and I'm so excited to be a part of the launch of the Little Love Burger as they're growing in Tucson. Located just a few hours down from the Rialto Theater, Little Love Burger serves up the juiciest scratch-made hamburgers, loaded hot dogs, have ice cream milkshakes, lovable local brews, and the most addictive breakfast sandwiches. Little Love Burger is open Sunday through Thursday, 11 to 9, and Friday and Saturday, 11 to 10. You can follow their beat on Instagram and Facebook at Little Love Burger Tucson. Don't you want some burger to love? This is Bill Buckmaster, a financial update at noon on 1030, Tucson's voice for trusted news talk. And we're back, Tucson, and all of Southern Arizona, our fourth part uh, of the conversation with Edmund Marquez this morning, executive board member of the Rio Nuevo District. I want to take that hat off, if you don't mind, Edmund, and put your other hat on, one of your other hats. You are the chair of the Tucson Metro Chamber of Commerce um, this year. Uh, The chamber, along with a number of other business groups, as well as the Firefighters Union and the Police Officers Union, are supporting Proposition 411, uh, which would be um, uh, funding for 10 years, a half-cent sales tax to repair uh, neighborhood roads. Um, uh, why why is the chamber supportive? And um, if you're going to advocate for people to vote for it, why would you do that? It is simply an investment in our infrastructure, period. We can't continue to complain about our roads and not do something about it. This is the plan. Uh, it's $740 million plan. And the only part I, gosh, I, I, I wince a little bit when they use the word every, but they say every neighborhood street in the city of Tucson. Probably every, won't be every. Every is a big It'll word. be a lot. Okay. I yeah. think every uh, the words every always and never are just kind of like oh gosh especially in government exactly. inflation exactly yeah. yes yes the cost of oil blah 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 asphalt but yeah I, I, it's infrastructure and, and, I, and I think it comes down to pride 
uh, when you look at your when you look at your community and you gosh you turn down a side street and you and you think you went into like a third world country because you're driving down a Tucson neighborhood street, it's just an investment. Like and and you know it's it, what's crazy is like well people and gosh and taxes and well there's already a half cent sales tax in play right now. They're looking to extend it, so it really won't be any additional dollars out of your pocket, and we get better streets. So. I'm willing to keep doing what I'm doing financially when I go to a cash register and in return get paved streets in our neighborhoods. It's just, it's, 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 it's quality of life. It's pride as a Tucsonan. It's saying, why can't I have a nice street in my neighborhood? And this is the way to do it, so I agree. And uh, I'm willing to invest every time again I go to the cash register to make sure people are living without a ton of potholes and, you know, horrible neighborhood streets. So that's pretty easy. It's an easy decision for me. When you talk to, to businesses that are either a part of your membership or not, uh, and I'm air quoting, does the business community, small, mid-sized, and large, uh, support Proposition 411 that you can tell? or Yeah, so uh, beyond being the chairman of the Tucson Metro Chamber, I'm on the board of Southern Arizona Leadership Council. So I'm around a lot of business, businesses, a lot of CEOs, and I'll tell you, I haven't met one. I haven't met one single one. This is from me to you right here I've not met one against it. And SALC, for it. I mean, even if you think like the the, the bigger uh, Republicans in town, for it, right? The new Tucson Metro Chamber, for it. I know City Council, Mayor Rahina's done a great job. She's worked her tail off for this proposition, which I appreciate because, again, everyone I've met is for it. So why, why can't we have nice paved roads? I mean, if they were saying each each citizen come up with you know, $5,000 and everyone put it in the pot and let's pave our roads. That's one thing. But when it's already an existing half cent sales tax and we're just going to continue it, I'm, I'm all in. I'm, I'm, I'm game. Let's, let's go. Let's pave our roads. I'm tired of pulling down some streets. And, you know, think about, I'm an insurance agent. So think about the wear and tear in our vehicles. Think about your shocks, your tires, your wheels. I mean, I have claims where customers of mine will hit a pothole and it'll, it'll literally like destroy their wheel, you know, you know, it's ridiculous. So it's, it's just time. It's time. And there's, and gosh, and I think, you know, we looked back on kind of the city of Tucson, what they've done with the current half cent sales tax increase. They've done a, they've done a good job. I do see them kind of hurrying towards the end of the finish line here. Uh, I do see them like, oh my gosh, so many things are being paved now. Let's right. make sure that we look right. good before we continue, which thanks. That's cool. And so I did get to talk to uh, a political consultant about the, the existing half cent. And I said, you know, gosh, it ends soon, right? I mean, this is like the voting's happening May 17th. I think it starts July 1 is the new, is that mm-hmm. right? So July. I think end of June is when 101 ends. Yes, yeah. and then 411 would start July 1st. And I said, you'll, you'll be collecting funds through that time, yes. And then will you continue the jobs with those funds, even though Prop 101 is officially ended? And the answer was yes. So they're not done. So they're still collecting funds. And I'm appreciative of this. Like, thank you, you know. Mayor Rahina, thank you for the city council for having a plan and executing the plan and working your tails off for it. Because we, we frankly, as a, as a, I hate to use this word too, we deserve it in this community. Like we deserve to at least have some paved roads. I, I want to just real quickly. There is a, a, a caller, and we're right up against time. So, uh, uh, you know, Eric, I'm going to read the summary. I hope you don't mind, uh, just because we're up against time. What are our assurances? All the money goes to streets, um, as they say it will. And I think we got to stay on top of the bond oversight committee. Yep. This was one of my themes that I had to uh, figure out myself. Um, what was so little has been spent and done of 101. It's going to be finished. There's a website you can track it. Um, the council hasn't figured out how to how to where where the dollars were going to go to each ward. So I think that's a little concerning as well. 
Um, well, when um, you say every street, they shouldn't have to negotiate. Every street's getting paved. Yeah. So I'm with Eric. Like, yeah, I'm with you. I'm a fiscally conservative person through and through. And the bond oversight committee is really our play. You got citizens appointed to it. They're going to watch it. I, I couldn't see them having a bond oversight committee and then they go spend it on mm-hmm. swimming pools or something. It needs to be. It needs. To, I don't think the question is whether or not they spend it on roads. We just got to make sure that the majority of the roads or every road gets paved. Yeah. And so if, and if they want to continue to earn our trust as, as we, they ask us for our vote, um, this is how they prove it. This is how they put their money where their mouth is and we pave some roads. Yeah. I think I think the website is TucsonDelivers.TucsonAZ.gov. You can yeah. go and see all the projects, where they're at in the planning stage, if the dollars have been spent, how much, and that goes for police and fire investment from 101 as well. we got to stay on top of this for sure. Yeah, and I appreciate uh, Eric's questions. Eric, watch them. Like you know, pay attention. Read the articles. Read the minutes at the meeting. Watch. You make sure make sure things are going well. It's it's our city. Edmund Marquez, thanks for a wide ranging conversation. This is great. Be, good to be with you. We'll do this again soon. Thank you, Zach. Uh, we'll keep uh, we'll keep talking about the wins, asking the hard questions, or we'll do our best at least to do that. We'll see you around. Thanks for being on. Yeah. See you in the neighborhood. Tucson, we'll be back tomorrow. Pastor Jeff Loxon, our faith and culture contributor, Ruben Navarrete, will be with us. We'll talk about trust and social media in America. That and more when we come back. Thanks for listening.